welcome to TA1, everything you want to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson, uh, running a little late this week, sorry, but hey, it's Christmas, give me a break. Um, one more from our world of worlds in the Pantanal, this one with Eric Saunders of the Yoga Slackers, um, his own little unique take on the uh, on the race. It's interesting just uh, catching all the uh, different uh, viewpoints of all the racers. So got a couple of more next couple of weeks, and then I think we'll be done with World. So if you're tired of this, hang in. It's it's it'll be. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, not much else going on. Had a good Christmas. I hope you all did too. And uh, getting ready for New Year's. So uh, that's it. Go fast, take chances, and thanks for listening. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now, yes. Okay. I was going to say, um, everything is moving, and I'm like, why can't I hear Why can't I hear anything? And then I realized <laughs> I didn't have my headphones plugged in. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then you're like, I can't hear you, and I'm looking, and it's like, oh, I got to unmute the microphone somehow. So, yeah. hey, that didn't take, I, that only took a minute to get figured out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. So you know, I I always say this, but you'd think after almost two years, I'd have this figured out. But uh-huh. why be professional? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, you're so kind of switching up the platform too. You're calling from Facebook now. You know, it just because um, most people don't remember their Skype logins. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, uh-huh. it, and quite honestly. Um, they really sound good. I mean, usually Skype does too, but um, so and be, you know, keep everybody on their toes. That's right. Yeah, mixing it up a little bit. So yeah, seems to be working all right now. Yeah, yeah, it actually sounds really good. So um, yeah, we're we're good to go. Um, one word describe your your experience at Worlds. How's that? Oof, How's that um, a way to start out? <laughs> yeah, grueling. Okay, that's my one word, I guess. I mean, there were definitely, you know, just some grueling sections where we were just dealing with all kinds of crazy, crazy things. Yeah. You know, so let me just just because this is fresh on my mind. I just reading a post from Jason Popolski. And okay. he he said, and maybe you saw it too on Facebook, that he wasn't sure that the effort was worth it for that race. What do you uh-huh. What do you think? Was was all everything you put into it worth what the race was? Uh, man, that's it's kind of a <laughs> that is a tough question, but you know, because the race panned out like it did, you know, that, yeah. where a lot of teams kind of don't feel like um, our placement is, is fair. And, you know, having five teams go through on one course and then having, you know, the rest of the teams go on a completely different course and then you can't catch those five teams. Yeah. You know, as far as a race goes, yeah, yeah, I don't really feel satisfied much, you know, with how it went. Um, as far as like an experience goes and just like a you know for 
for just me personally on like a you know just an expeditionary level like that was a, that race was just un- unbelievable like mm-hmm. the things we saw and like what we experienced there was you know something i probably will never never get again and you know it wasn't like at a, at a point that didn't wasn't a race anymore for me it was just more of like a survival thing of getting to the finish and just being done with the you know the whole the whole experience you know and, and uh yeah. as far as that goes like the effort the effort i put in was just like to a point was just me trying to like you know get to the finish line so i could be done so like yeah. the effort i put in <laughs> was i felt satisfied you know like yeah. we knew like adventure racing you know it's going to be brutal you know it's going to be all that all those things and this one kind of took it to another level and and uh i think it took it to another level and then just went to the penthouse above that level (laughs) yeah it did and i mean you know as far as a race goes i'm not really that satisfied with how things went um but as far as just an experience goes it was pretty amazing experience and i i wouldn't take it back yeah. You know, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't get experience back, but are you satisfied with with your what you did? Are you happy with the way you you handled it, how you raced, and the team, obviously, but uh uh-huh. Yeah, I mean as a team this was the first time we had raced with uh Steven mm-hmm. um on our with us on the team like well i guess they raced in cowboy tough with him but this was his first like big long race and like for it to be this grueling and that like that kind of a style like Mm. he dealt with a lot of you know he had a really hard time mentally in the race and like we were trying to pick him up at certain points and trying to motivate him to keep going and you know, it was a brutal race to have like your first experience in like a three plus day. Like yeah. he's done a couple of three day races, but you know, once you get jump into the extended five days, seven day, it becomes yeah. another ball game. And then you throw this thing at him, and this was like a lot, a lot mentally to deal with. And we were going through, you know, lack of food, lack of water, you know, being on the brink of passing out, like heat exhaustion. So it was, as far as the team goes, I think we dealt with all those issues like as best we could. Yeah. I think we did really well, like, you know, working as a team through those problems. Yeah. And, yeah, I think we did great in that sense. And then for me personally, I think, um, yeah, I think I handled all those things as, as well as I could. And I, I think I did a pretty good job um, as far as keeping our team motivated and keeping us moving, keeping us on task just to like, you know, get to the, get to where we needed to go. So. Yeah. How, how soon in the race did you guys realize that this was going to take a lot longer than, than the estimates? Oh, I was on that first pack raft trek leg, which was, I think, you know, around 12 hours into the race and we, we're going on that pack raft leg and things were still going st- things were still going fine but like i was talking with jason 
right before we were going to leave the TA, we were um, packing up our food and all this, all these things. And uh, I knew it was like a, I don't know, a 38 kilometer pack raft trek, mm. you know, with another kind of trek at the end of it. And he said, oh, we're only bringing eight hours of food. And I'm like, we're only bringing, I was like kind of frazzled <laughs> at that point. I'm like, shit, we're only bringing eight hours of food for a 38 kilometer pack raft yeah. and with, you know, some trekking and bushwhacking over a mountain in there i was like god something doesn't really seem right i think we're going to be low yeah. but you know we with, went with what we had planned and you know i think that leg ended up taking us 24 hours and we only had brought eight hours of food and yeah. um you know the whole pack raft part of that went fine and we mm -hmm. moved fairly well and then we got to that trek and it was just you know heinous bushwhacking and yeah. jungle mess like yeah. literally I, we had our machetes out hacking through the jungle and it was unbelievably slow wow. and uh, you know halfway up the ridge we had realized like how slow we were going and <clears throat> night was falling and you know once you, once night comes it's a little bit harder to navigate to get mm -hmm. your bearings and all that um, and we ended up running out of water, like on the way up to that CP and, and then aside from that, that CP was kind of marked slightly incorrectly. And yeah, yeah, we had even taken the ridge and, you know, you would think that if you take the ridge, you're going to eventually run into it. But we knew that it wasn't marked on the very top of that little hill. So it yeah. was, we had diverted before that and we had spent just a way too much time kind of looking around in the wrong spots and then i was finally like hey i think we should just go back and just continue on with the ridge because maybe they have it marked you know slightly wrong mm -hmm. lo and behold that's what it was and you know we were we had already been without water or rationing our water for you know probably three hours two hours and then we still had another hour or so before we could get to any potential water source that yeah there might be and yeah yeah that was yeah. That and it's 100 degrees out really... what's that and it's 100 degrees out oh yeah let alone, yeah. <laughs> let alone it's you know 35 degrees c and at yeah. night and you know yeah. 40 40 plus c and in, in the heat mm -hmm. of the day yeah so that was when we really realized it was that this race was going to be, you know, something, something special. We were gonna have to, <laughs> yeah. Something special. We we're going to have to really take care of ourselves. Yeah. How, um, was it kind of frustrating? It's frustrating because it, it, in one way it's, it's like the whole race was water and, yeah. but everybody was running out of water all the time. I mean, it's really kind of weird, but I think it was yeah. Nathan that said, once you got away from the water, there was none. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, like any time you went up in elevation, yeah, um, the water became very scarce, and you know it was. You were, even the streams that were shown on the Wonder One Hundred Thousand Scale maps, it, it may have shown a stream, but it doesn't mean there was water there. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, once you got up in elevation at all, you know, you water became very scarce. Like it was a really dry yeah. jungle. 
like anytime you went up in elevation and that on that whole mountain <clears throat> ridge trek we did there was just very very little water and only at you know a couple yeah. points on that whole thing there was water and <clears throat> yeah. we were we were with i don't know four other teams going to i think it was cp 11 we were with yeah. we were with you know peak performance and a couple of Brazilian teams and none of them they were all in the same place like we were all rationing like a half a liter or whatever between four team members and I think the Brazilian team was completely out of water <clears throat> and I think we were going just I think it must have been eight hours with I don't even know like a liter between four of us and right before we made the biggest climb up to this double these double peaks where there was just there was no relief from the sun mm-hmm. it was you were just in this barren kind of thigh high brush and real rocky terrain yeah. whether yeah yeah is that it, found yeah. some water okay right before we went up and us in peak performance um got some yeah. like filled up i filled up six liters of water and everybody else filled up their full bladders and bottles whatever they had yeah and and how much ever you could suck into your stomach right right <laughs> yeah 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 is, and even that like didn't last long yeah. like your three liters was gone like ridiculously quick yeah so it was like you filled up water and then you left and then all of a sudden it was an hour and a half or two later and you're like shit well we need water again yeah and there's none to be found yeah um was that the section i I, people are talking about it was the tall grass and it was just like you couldn't see the rocks so you couldn't even tell really where you were walking yeah exactly it was you know you think it would be a little bit faster to move than what we were doing there but mm-hmm. it was such uneven terrain and like kind of yeah you couldn't see the rocks and it was just real real loose rocky underneath all the brush and all that yeah. so that made you know made risk of rolling your ankle or you know just getting some random foot injury kind of high so this you had to slow your pace down a little bit like let alone from the heat so yeah it's like everything in that jungle conspired to make you go slow <laughs> right <laughs> so um yeah, did you were you navigating or who was doing your navigating uh jason was the main navigator for us from so. just uh, this would be a better question from him and i may get a chance to talk to him but how hard was it to navigate for you guys i mean it was definitely challenging yeah. <clears throat> um I was doing a lot of the bearings. Mm-hmm. Jason would say, okay, this is the bearing we want to keep, and I would try and keep whatever bearing. So we did a lot of, you know, real general bearings, like real open swathy, like, okay, we generally want to go north here, so we're just going to try and find the best path that goes generally north. Or, yeah. Like on that big, um, on that big stingray water swamp trek um, right before AT, right before the ta6 mm-hmm. that was like you know just the same thing it was just you know there's no contours to base anything off of no features really to get a bearing from <clears throat> and so we just 
we just took a general bearing in the direction we wanted and tried to find the best track um, that took us in that way. So, <clears throat> yeah, just big areas, big navigation. Um, yeah. Since you talked about the stingrays, what uh, do you see any cool wildlife? Cool now that you're not there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we saw some interesting kind of like some weird dog like hyena kind of thing out there uh there were two of them running around and when we were on one of these tracks that was kind of interesting and then we also saw a little um <clears throat> a little like muskrat kind of thing swimming around in the water i'm not sure if it was an otter or what it was exactly but it was kind of swimming along as we were in the pack rafting leg um yeah you know the typical crocodiles yeah tons of them <laughs> so do you, you you know what you just said there right you're just like yeah the typical crocodiles <laughs> yeah i mean by the end of the race i was like it was kind of funny because we were just like oh yeah that's just crocodile you know we're not really too worried about them so yeah. it was interesting to kind of get in that mindset of like you heard about them like talk about it before the race and mm -hmm. talking about the crocodiles and how much they they weren't that like dangerous to us and yeah at the end of the race it was kind of the same thing we were like oh you know we were on this on the bike we were crossing a bunch of rivers and stuff and there would be <clears throat> crocodiles in there and we'd just you know walk right through and they would do their own thing we would do our own thing and yeah. leave us alone so it was kind of cool it, it's they were telling the truth when they said they didn't care about you huh yeah yeah i was surprised like crocodiles those things have always freaked me out like more than sharks and all that because i feel like i just, I, i'd always felt they were more aggressive mm. and they would you know attack you for any reason but yeah so. i guess that's not true well so. so yeah fortunately for everybody it is yeah so um before the race, were you guys really kind of pumped because with all the pack rafting? Because, you know, I kind of think of you guys as, as yoga slackers, like, man, there's a stream. Let's get the pack raft out. Yeah. <laughs> so were well, you kind of excited about all that? Oh, yeah. We were definitely psyched about all the pack rafting in this race. And we were, you know, feeling like we had maybe a slight edge mm -hmm. because our team is so comfortable with pack rafting and yeah. you know blowing up the pack rafts taking them down doing you know that whole thing so yeah, yeah, yeah. we were definitely excited about that prospect and you know <laughs> looking looking back on the race and all that we're we definitely would have liked to experience that pack raft leg we missed and, the big pack raft so. yeah i mean it's you know at the time it was yeah it was uh, well let's Walk me, walk me through TA six. You know when you guys got in there, what the you know how it all worked out for you guys. Okay, well we were trucking the the, the revolt of TA six as it had been referred to. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, we we had done the track and all that at yeah. night, and we took some sleep at night because it was you know the navigation was difficult, so we slept for a bit at night. So we could have some daylight. So we got into AT6 and we had no idea about anything going on. And we walk into TA6 and 
you know, all of a sudden we see all these teams and they're all like clapping and we're like, okay, I'm not really sure what's going on here. Like, why is, <laughs> why are all these teams are like, you know, tech new is there and God zone and Merrill and like, you know, all these teams and mm-hmm. peak performance. We're wondering what the hell is going on. And they, some, then we finally find out, I think we were talking to tech new and they said, Oh, well, Seagate's like still on the leg and they've been out there for, you know, 30 some hours. Yeah. And God Zone has gone out there, came back and said it's you know, it's too difficult to navigate the trains just yeah. too too tough. So we they decided to come back and all that. And we were like, "Oh shit, wow." So we, like we were kind of surprised. Um and you know, we I didn't know how many teams. I thought only Seagate and maybe I heard Columbia had been out there and they mm-hmm. asked like they communicated they communicated with racing yeah. organizations so we had heard these things and we were like okay well sounds like you know i think the race director had already made their mind up that no team was going to continue on yeah so you guys didn't even have a choice yeah i didn't we didn't even have a choice really to keep going if we wanted to um mm-hmm. they said okay well you guys are going to be on whatever plane out of here and that's about it and it was still really confusing to us about what was happening with the race at that point. Yeah. Like, so we heard they were going to fly us to the mountain bikes, but then it was like, well, is this even a race anymore? Like, what's going on? And we couldn't get any answers from anybody on what the, like, race mentality was to be once we reached the mountain bikes or mm-hmm. or anything. So we were kind of really confused about what was what was happening and how the race the rest of the race was going and like we weren't sure even if they were going to take the finishing time to be at ta6 um and then you just had to like get to the finish line with your you know yeah physically just bike to the finish line um and then they would take take your time at a that ta6 or whatever so we were we were just really confused at that yeah. whole spot. Yeah. <clears throat> and then we took the, and then they ended up giving us the, you know, we got the last flight out of the day of the day from, yeah. to the next TA to the mountain bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, that was right behind peak performance and tech new and all that. <clears throat> Cause that was our placement at the time. Yeah. So they, they flew you basically in order in, Yes. Right. Yeah. Yep. And so, yeah, they flew us in order, and we got over there. And um, you know, I think right now, as far as I know, as far as I understand about how our placement is right now, is they they started our time again immediately once we landed in the plane. Mm-hmm. Um. And so Steven was in a really bad place at that time. And they basically just, they've made us fly out of that TA where the doctor was. And now we're at the mountain bikes and there's no doctor. And so we, like Steven is just in this real kind of shitty, shitty place, you know, physically, mentally. And there's no doctor where we are. So we had to, you know, take take heed of that situation and kind of try and help Steven get through that and get better. 
So you spent some time before you got on the bikes. Yeah, yeah, we definitely took some time. We slept, I mean, we slept like six hours once we got there. Like we, Jason uh, got the maps all ready to go and we figured out our game plan of what to do and we still were unclear of like, we didn't know that the time had started once we, once the plane landed. Okay, yeah. And like we didn't, yeah, we had just had no communication. Like we were trying to figure out from the race uh, volunteer that was at the point, and he wasn't, he didn't know either. Yeah. Um. And so we were, you know, fully fine with taking as much time as we needed because there was, there weren't going to be any teams flying in until the next day. So. Um. The next at first light the next mm-hmm. day. Cause yeah. Those Cessnas didn't fly at night. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, but then the other thing that was kind of that also seems kind of messed up right now the way they did that the current scoring is is that the teams that were at a TA6 they get off the clock rest, sleep and and time with the med- medical staff mm-hmm. but since we were over there at, at um, the mountain bike like- TA all of a sudden, we're back on the clock. Yeah. Whereas but, those teams back at the previous one are getting off the clock, sleep and rest, and all that other stuff. So it doesn't really that doesn't no. really make sense to me how how that works. No. You know, it, for those teams who maybe they even some of them just got in like a half hour after us. So, but, you know, it's it was really confusing. And <laughs> it's well, so you, confusing. So I was just gonna say, you know, I, you know, you're like the fourth the fifth person i've talked to and it's like it's still confusing yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe I mean, by the yeah, time we just... all get said and done and everybody somebody will have to like listen to all these podcasts in order and then they might have it figured out <laughs> <laughs> right it's it's yeah. kind of a big mess yeah how i mean how frustrating it is just just not to know i mean you know it's bad enough when you're like at a dark zone and you can't go anywhere, but you know, you can't. Why? Yeah. So it, yeah. how does that mess with your mind? I mean, were you able to get back into to race mode once you started? Um, or was it I just mean, finish? We mode? So, I mean, we did eventually get back into race mode mm-hmm. for a while, but it was kind of just finish mode. Like we wanted to just get done with the race. Like, yeah, we were so unclear with how things were going and even if we were still racing these teams like you know these brazilian teams that were behind us and whoever else was behind us that was maybe catching us or maybe if we catch like a team ahead of us it's like we didn't know if any of that mattered yeah like we didn't know how fast we went mattered um yeah so that could be really frustrating yeah, the other thing that was kind of messed up is they were still they were still sending teams out mm-hmm. from the mountain bike TA, and they knew that it, that they weren't going to finish by the one p.m. cutoff time. Yeah, I was like, well, are they moving the cutoff time? Like, what is the new cutoff time going to be? So, mm. yeah, you know, this mountain bike leg was supposed to take roughly like twenty four hours, and they were still sending teams out, like you know. 2 p.m., 3 p.m. Yeah. And it was like, well, 
they're obviously not going to finish. So how can they? How can they be sending these teams out if they know they're not going to finish? Yeah. It's a cutoff, and they obviously ended up moving moving the cutoff time just to whenever you know the last team came in. I think yeah, you know, dude. I think Estonian yeah. team came in at like I don't know something around like six seven p.m. Hmm. So, well, yeah, <laughs> third third world racing, and I've asked this of other people, but it's like, how great is it if go to Worlds next year when they speak English and you might be able to understand what's going on? Right. <laughs> yeah, it'll yeah. be a bit of a change since the last like three Worlds where yeah. we're kind of in the dark a little yeah. bit. Although uh, Chris Frone said it didn't matter that you didn't speak Spanish because there was nobody on the course. Right. Yeah. <laughs> did you? Uh, that's. Did you see anybody, any time on the course other than like TAs or CPs? Um. On the Stingray Swamp Trek, we did see. Um, two, we stopped at. Wait, what was it? Let's. We stopped at one farm or two hmm. farms actually. No. So there was these. Yeah, there's just these random farms out in the middle of nowhere, and. The first farm we stopped at was one of the reference points, mm -hmm. I believe. And then we asked him for some directions, like, and he, you know, just pointed in a general direction. And we're like, okay, that sounds good. <laughs> That's all the better we can do anyway. Yeah, right. So he like kind of like pointed at one direction, and then he was like made some gesture, and then he made a he switched up the direction after that. So it was like. <laughs> Okay, there's something up there, and then we're gonna take a right, and <laughs> it it generally made sense. Like we followed his bearing, and then we hit a fence, and then we turned the to a right and kind of made our way towards this other farm. Yeah, yeah. yeah this other farm it was actually really nice. This family out there gave us some fresh coconuts. They they chopped up these coconuts for us, and we had fresh coconut water and mangoes and uh even some coffee so yeah that's not so yeah. bad to find in the middle of the jungle yeah that was like a surprising like you know godsend out there yeah. Yeah. <laughs> these little these local people in these farms but yeah that was the only leg that we saw anybody yeah so yeah i mean that's that's out there that's yeah for certain um just because I'm kind of curious, how much time did you guys have between the time you finished and you had to get on the shuttle to go get your flight? Um, I think, uh, well, Jason and Chelsea and Steven had a little bit shorter than I did because yeah. they had to be on the 4 a.m. shuttle. Yeah. Um, so they had about... 14 hours, I think, from when we finished to when they were taking the shuttle to uh, Campo Grande. Yeah. That's, that doesn't <laughs> that was, sound like much fun either. No, it's like that was the tightest. Like, I had like 17 hours. Yeah. But yeah, that was, that was super tight and like rushed and crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, you're, at least you didn't have time to get tired. Just keep keep racing to get to the That's shuttle. That's right. Yeah. The, <laughs> Post-race packing was just part of another leg of the race. Yeah, make up for it. Um, so it's it's sort of obvious, kind of, but not 
not necessarily that this was maybe a little this was definitely more adventure than it was racing for sure do you, do you think that the that it, that it was too much adventure do you, um cuz there was hardly any racing in it really i mean yeah um, i mean it's tough like if they could have they could have tweaked, you know, one or two things in this race, mm -hmm. you know, been a little bit more on top of their time estimates yeah. and been, you know, maybe a little bit just better with their race logistics yeah. on that side. And like, this could have been an, an amazing, yeah. amazing race. Like, you know, it had the wildlife, it had the sense of that you're way out there, um, you know, and, and yeah. then the only thing that's really missing is that race aspect yeah. in that that's greatly due to the fact of the time estimates and mm -hmm. um, just a couple of race logistics things. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's, it's too bad because it's such a, it's such a big event. Everybody spends so much time and money, you know, preparing and getting there and all that. Yeah. And uh, you know, yeah. it could have, but it, it was, was an amazing adventure. It definitely, but it wasn't a great, you know, race. Like, yeah. Just, but it was close. Bad. It was. It, it had the potential, <laughs> like, to be right there. It was so close. Yeah. But yeah, those those time estimates we realized early on that they were a little whack. They, yeah, a little <laughs> whack. And then you know the weather, I think, had a little bit more of a detrimental factor because it was a lot hotter than they expected. Even. Yeah. I still don't think even with you know 15 no. degrees cooler that we would have been made it through that thing that yeah. much faster so yeah i mean yeah yeah it's hot but yeah how much difference can that really make yeah so, but so uh, it's not going to make eight hours difference or on a leg no it wouldn't and i think it was kyle that said actually the hot was was sort of good because it kept his appetite down yeah so yeah, you look for silver linings everywhere you can find them, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure about that for me. Like, I was, I was pretty pissed. Like, <laughs> at the end of every leg, I was like, "God damn it!" I've been out of food for like, you know, 12 hours. I've yeah. had like two crackers. Yeah, it's become a theme this year with uh, long races, people running out of food, water. Yeah. Um, so maybe. Yeah, last ran out of water or not not out of water but we're out of food for a pretty big portion of uh the, of the um, yeah yeah well and primal quest was kind of the same way people you know underestimated some of the legs so uh, was it yeah well huh. yeah the 12 hour bike leg was taking 24 so well, that's just i don't know it it just it's just kind of weird because like you know, Cowboy Tough was a little longer than people thought the first day. Yep. Alaska was, Primal Quest was, this was. It's just been kind of a mm -hmm. um, adventure year. It'll be curious to see if this affects races next year. If race yeah. directors are looking at this and and um, actually, I'm going to talk to Warren Bates next week, and it's one of the things I want to know. And uh, are you kind of like rethinking maybe a little bit how long your legs are? <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for God's own. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Although I think they got it nailed down pretty good, so I wouldn't be too concerned. <laughs> so. Yeah, that definitely seems like a well-organized, well-planned race. That's for yeah. sure. So, um, but yeah, it is interesting because I remember maybe like two years ago or even last year, people kept saying, "Oh, you know, adventure racing has just become like off-road triathlons." Yeah. Like, I remember people saying that like two years ago, and now all of a sudden it's like the opposite extreme it seems like this year yeah yeah they went the other way it's maybe one of those times when the fact that the sport's not real mainstream is might be a little better thing because it is and i and i don't think it's because it's so hard but i think the problem is the lack of communication and you know some of the things the iffy things like the ivs and you know you know did did teams get coordinates, you know, which in the long run yeah. maybe didn't make any difference, but an outsider would look at that and maybe think these guys, this, this kind of racing doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely a time where the, the sport uh, I think is going to grow a lot out of these, out of this year. And I yeah. think, you know, hopefully sport learns a lot and race organizers and race directors and, um, AR World Series. Hopefully, they take a lot of um, take note of a lot of the things that have happened this year. And yeah. Improve upon those things. You know, it's not it's not the end of the world. It's not doesn't have to be the end. Yeah. Of anything. Um, you know, we just take it as a learning experience. I think is the best thing, but it definitely needs to uh, pay know, attention. Yeah, pay attention and yeah. improve upon these things quickly because you know a lot of money is going into these things and you know we've already got one team that's kind of been really pissed and they've left you know what is it um the france france team yeah um there are at least two of them two members of them of that team kind of been fed up with the lack of you know consistency i think is the word consistency organization and all that so yeah yeah so yeah, it'll, it'll it'll sort itself out. I mean, yeah, this every race has a little the things. Yeah. Uh-huh. My my favorite is is what I want to say is remember two years ago when you thought Costa Rica was hard. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it all Seriously. is relative. Um, That's it. So just uh, because I want to know, we'll do a little segue here. You started training yet for Patagonia? Um, well, it's actually interesting. I'm not, not going to be racing with yoga slackers there. Oh yeah. So I'm going to be racing in Belize, um, ah. with Steven, Mel and Adam. Okay. So you're going to have and a then, split team. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a little interesting. I was, Patagonia would have been epic. Um, yeah. but we kind of decided as a team to, that we wanted to do, um, Belize also. Yeah. So we needed, we needed at least one person from the last Belize race. Yeah to do it and um yeah that's you (laughs) well you know what you know what the silver lining to that cloud is what's that you get to see me oh is that right (laughs) yeah there we go yeah so you can yeah you can uh tell tell everybody else going to patagonia to suck it (laughs) (laughs) right so get uh, those amazing mountain views 
Yeah. I'll get to see Randy Erickson. <laughs> you know what? You, you got to grab for every straw you can. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, so, well, that's kind of interesting. What do you, um, yeah, I could, I could, that'd be kind of a hard choice, Belize or Patagonia, but, uh, and I suppose since you've been to Belize, you would probably like to go on to Patagonia. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's definitely on my list, and I'm sure I'll get there. Yeah. So. Next next, next race, right? Yeah. You know, so. there's always more races and things but, to do, so. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, what else do you guys have on the schedule then? Um. Well, uh, yeah, our next year is going to be just a little bit interesting because – Jason and Chelsea are going to God Zone um, mm-hmm. with uh, Jason's brother Andy, and then I'm not sure who their other teammate is. Cool. Um, but they're going to kind of do like an, an one-off team there. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll be at uh, Cowboy Tough. Yeah. Um, we'll be at uh, Worlds next year, also in yeah. Australia. Um, and then maybe if you talk to Jason and Chelsea, they'll give you a lowdown a little bit more about what they're planning for next year. So, so yeah, they got some yeah. big news, I think, coming up. So I've heard I'll rumors. Them, yeah, I've heard yeah, rumors, but we'll okay. save that, right? <laughs> yeah, let them spill those beans. Yeah. Um, so. But, yeah, haven't started training for Belize yet. I'm still happily eating lots of ice cream and downhill skiing. So is, um, I mean, is it, is it, of course, Belize, I, I won't say it's an easier race, but it will, cause it's only going to be three, three plus yeah. days. Yeah. Do you, what am I trying to say? Um, <laughs> how do you get, how do you get mentally prepared for that? You've just done maybe the hardest race you might ever do. Yeah. And now you're going to go to a race that's probably going to be a lot of fun, but, but Maybe not so hard. How do you uh-huh. mentally get ready for that? And you, and you're gonna go fast. Yeah, I mean, it really is like pretty easy for me to get ready mentally for this race now because mm-hmm. it was the same when we did Belize the first time. Yeah, like we did Belize, I think after Costa Rica. So, worlds yeah. and like we just crushed it. Like we felt amazing and. Like we were, we were like, okay, this race is a third of the time. Like we just spent in Costa Rica. Yeah. Like we raced for nine days there and you know, Belize is three. So like, yeah, I'll be ready just to, you know, go balls to the wall and go all out. So like, yeah, just coming off of like a hard race, it always makes going to a, a shorter, shorter race that, you know, will be fast and hopefully you know generally easier terrain yeah like makes it pretty easily mentally to do a three-day race after something like this yeah and, and you're going to be in the middle of belize in this jungle and somebody's going to say something and you're going to say this isn't a jungle brazil was a jungle <laughs> right so yeah yeah i want but, you to i want you to say that when i'm filming you okay <laughs> this is yeah. not a jungle this <laughs> is so no, no pants and all. That's for sure. Yeah. So, well, that's cool. That'll be fun. Yeah. I'm, I always like to see you guys. All right. So I'm going to tell you because I think you should know this that you mm-hmm. were my long shot in my fantasy league 
for the race. Okay. Did you did you guys know about the fantasy leagues while you were racing? I mean, I knew about it. I don't know how it actually worked though. So I don't either. <laughs> I I picked five teams that I thought would be the top five, and and, and that's kind of what I. But it okay. got real. People were really serious about it. But um, I had you guys at number five because I just really thought that the pack rafting was you were going to pull something out. So and yeah. I'm I'm sticking with that. That if you'd have been able to do the 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 pack raft section, that you would have you would have made me proud. Right. Yeah. I mean. So. We were we were definitely you know going for a top spot in this race like yeah. we were going going to see you know how far we can push ourselves and how high we can get up in that ranking so yeah. you know we we wanted it that's for sure in this race and you know it was it was too bad that we couldn't have a true race where you battled to yeah. the end so um, okay then I just one more question and this is this is going to be a one. I'm bookending my podcast. Another one-word answer. Okay. Um, when you finished, were you smiling or not smiling? <laughs> uh, it was kind of those, you know, relief that it's over smiles. Um, yeah. It wasn't like a I'm so happy smile, but it yeah. was like a thank God that's over <laughs> smile. Yeah. But this so, will be the one you talk about a lot in the future. Oh, that's that's for sure. You know, it was a epic, epic experience full of you know craziness and, and I mean, we were in the heart of the jungle in in Brazil. Like, yeah. I don't know if I'll ever be back anywhere that that crazy, that again. wild. Yeah, it's, that wild. It, yeah. I mean, it it might be the wild Patagonia is much says they're the last wild race but i'm not sure that uh the pantanal wasn't yeah yeah i think kyle mentioned that he thinks there might be a place that was more like more wild or more dangerous animals than than this but i really i'm kind of reluctant to say that i think this place was yeah was probably one of the wildest and you know had tons of wildlife and like you can't get any more out there than than where we were in this race yeah. like you know patagonia is is definitely there are definitely braces that are, you get out there but not with the not with wildlife and all that like yeah you were dealing with. yeah and all kinds i mean water land and right know, were there velopteraptosauruses coming after you who knows <laughs> chupacabras yeah there you go <laughs> so cool well i'm really it was really nice to get your your point of view of the race because uh, it's it's all starting it's starting to come together a little bit. Let's yeah, get all the stories. So for sure, we'll, yeah, I think uh, a lot of teams kind of share the same sentiment about the race. Like you yeah. know, they thought it was an amazing you know location, amazing venue, but they're just kind of a little disappointed in the race. Yeah, yeah, and all that. So. Um, that's going to be the leg. That might be the legacy. Great race, but a little disappointing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I think Kyle kind of summed it up pretty well. It's like, it's pretty amazing the places they can drop, drop our teams off. And like, we managed to manage to work through it as a team and get out of it, out of yeah. that place. You know, they, we took a 12 hour boat ride up into the Pantanal and, you know, 32 yeah. teams. 
tested yeah. themselves and yeah. you know it ended up being more of a survival thing but you so, know so 20, here's, 20, yeah. 22 teams made it out yeah. so no, that's not bad um here's something i haven't thought about before but did you guys what did you guys do on the boat ride just study maps and sleep and eat um well i actually had a really bad boat ride i uh was throwing up and had diarrhea <laughs> like i got sick like immediately once i got on the boat like it wasn't from motion sickness or anything like a boat usually i think i got food poisoning yeah at, maybe the day yeah. before that morning and yeah i was really sick yeah. you know for six to eight hours when i was on the boat and then i felt a lot better uh race morning luckily well but yeah we slept and looked at our maps yeah. I went while I was ralphing, so. <laughs> so well, hey, it worked out good then. Right, it was yeah, it was actually pretty smooth. Like those navy boats were pretty nice. We were packed in there like sardines in the sleeping quarters, but hey, you had sleeping quarters. It isn't all bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> had yeah. beds, so yeah. life luxury. Well, cool. Right. I'm going to. Um, say thanks and you know we'll tell everybody to go fast take chances and uh hey get a team come to belize and hang out with with eric and me <laughs> that's right come to yeah. belize so we'll have to uh when it gets a little closer we'll see how things are coordinating i know i'm already flying with um one team in there so oh yeah uh, yeah on the i think on the 18th i don't know sometime it uh, okay it gets to be a really long flight with me because I have a 13-hour layover in Denver before I leave the next day. So, okay. But so, yeah, maybe hey, we'll. Uh, be, that's where I'm going to be flying out of. So, well, if you're, I think if you're leaving on the same day, there's only one flight into Belize, so it's probably okay. going to be half full of adventure racers. Yeah, but it will be. <laughs> Is it direct from Denver? No, to Houston. Oh, okay. I think everything has to go through Houston as far as I can tell. So, um, yeah, but it, it's not bad with a half a plane full going. It's coming back. That could be a little problematic for the other passengers. Right. <laughs> so, but you, you'll have more than 17 hours to get ready. That'll be nice. So, <laughs> All right, cool. So thanks for the conversation. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Randy. I appreciate it. All right, we'll be talking to you later. Okay, talk to you later, Randy. Bye. Bye.
Trust me when I say that I make it up to you somehow. 